right, there they go. It's only an hour. Jeff Howe, Jordan Scruggs from 11 to noon right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. And following them, it's time for the award-winning midday program with Trey and BK. Happy Friday, my friend. How are you? Oh, you're muted. Still muted, but not on StreamYard. Must be on your mixer. It's a riveting start to a Friday show. This is what we do. Trey's been working hard. He's earned the next four days off, so he's already checked out, maybe. Wrong computer plug-in, unfortunately. But, no, it's a good Friday so far, dude. Just uh, getting ready for the Christmas weekend. A couple days off on the other side, as we just talked about. And the kids got picked up from school early just now, so it's been a good day so far. So we've got you, but you've got a pretty massive echo going on right now. Like almost like you're talking into a mic that isn't the mic you're supposed to be talking into. So see if you can plug and unplug some stuff while I tell the people about what we have going on over the next hour. How about that? Still the same. Can hear you, but weird, echoey audio. We'll talk some Texas, Washington. How about that? That's what we're looking for. Good Lord. Yes. <laughs> plugging and unplugging things over and over again gets uh, gets confusing at times. Yeah. What are you unplugging stuff for? What are you doing over there? I put together the impromptu setup for when the McKays come over. Tom and Camilla, we recorded for the radio show yesterday. Uh, that's actually airing tonight. I try not to cr- cross promote, uh, promote these two things, but... I always love my chats with uh, Tom and Camilla. So check that out on 1027 ESPN tonight. And then, uh, yeah, so that required me to attach arms that you and I have just traded off and get the other board going again. So, yeah, there's uh, there's been a lot of plugging and unplugging over these last few days, as you're well aware from Sue Patrick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a lot going on here for sure. But uh, glad to have you all with us. We'll talk a little football. We'll give our picks for the weekend. Uh, I am. Going with the old fade yourself strategy this week. Uh, I need a turnaround. I am down 11 games to Trey on our season-long pick'em contest, and uh, I need to do something that will hopefully get me back into this. And if this doesn't work, then I'm going to have to concede, and I don't know what the hell is going to happen after that. So I'm letting you pick everything. So I'm going to pick second, and I'm going to try and justify that selection other than just fading you at this point because I'm up by so much. Thank you very much for doing that. I will be down 17 after this weekend. I have a feeling. We'll talk some Sugar Bowl as well. And look, it's the day before Christmas. Not really the day before Christmas, but it's our last show before Christmas. So we'll uh, talk about the holidays, the best and worst parts of the holidays, uh, maybe our favorite and least favorite Christmas movie. I'm sure at some point someone will ask us if Die Hard is a Christmas movie so we can get into that debate at some point as well. Uh, Then where are we at in society, of course, at the very end of the hour. So uh, let us be the 10,000th people to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays to everybody listening to us or watching us right now. We appreciate you all being a big part of Texas Sports Unfiltered, and uh, we wish you and your families all the best over the next few days. I forget, do you have Christmas Day traditions? Do you go to a movie, which is probably a no, or Chinese food or something like that? Yeah, I don't go to the movies, but I spend all of Christmas watching movies and eating Chinese food. 
Okay. And here, here's where I make my public service announcement. I know I said this earlier this week. I think it was with Bucky. So if you've heard this, sorry. Uh, and Trey, sorry to you if you've heard this, because this might have actually been on this show. I got a, uh, a request for all of the Christians out there. Ooh, I don't those think I've you, heard this yet. Those of you who will be celebrating Christmas on Monday. And very Merry Christmas to you and yours. I genuinely mean that. I know this is a big day in the Christian faith, and I'm all about it. I'm a man of strong faith myself. I love that you guys uh, do what you do on Christmas. But I just have a request from you people on Monday. Stay away from the Chinese restaurants. What? That's for the Jews, okay? That's for us. All right, it's y'all's holiday. Everything else is shut down. You only give us one place to go. We everything else is closed for you guys. The Chinese restaurants stay open. We should not have to wait one to two hours to get Chinese food because you guys are too lazy to cook on the holiday. This is us. We give you guys a whole day off, and we take the day off too. We're very grateful for that. We give you all everything. Everything else shuts down, and we're so happy to let that happen. But our tradition is the Chinese food on Christmas. Don't take that from us because you're too lazy to cook or do something yourself. Leave that to my people on Monday, please. I'm sorry to rain on your parade, but don't your people have the delis on that day? No. I mean, not here. Maybe in New York you can find some delis that are open, but... I've never seen a deli in the state of Texas open on uh, on Christmas. You know of one? That's fair. Yeah. So this now, like, I know you said Christians. Does this go to just basic Gentiles who celebrate Christmas, too? Yeah, if you celebrate Christmas, then, you know, leave it for those who don't celebrate Christmas. Sounds like a fair request, doesn't it? Well, I had a different Christmas present for you, but maybe I'll make it that instead. <laughs> not going to a Chinese place on Monday. Yeah. So if you would like to pass on the Christmas present that I got you, that I'm going to tell you about right now in an effort to keep my family away from Chinese food on Christmas night, then I'll be cool with that. And I'll find somebody else to give this present to. And the present is a ticket to go see Mark Norman with me at the Paramount in early March. So would wow. you like the ticket to Mark Norman? knowing that I don't like to sit in the backs of theaters because I think it ruins the comedy experience, or would you like me not to go eat Chinese food on Monday? Which would you prefer? Mm. I'll take the ticket because you live in Cedar Park, so if you get Chinese food, it's not going to affect me in South Austin. So <laughs> you and your family can get Chinese food, and sorry to the Cedar Parkers up there who uh, are going to have to wait a few extra minutes because of y'all, but no, I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with the comedy ticket. Thank you very much. It's funny how alluring Chinese food is on Christmas night, even if we have a bunch of leftovers that we can eat, which is probably what we're ultimately going to do. But man, that allure is there. Yeah, it's easy, man. And it's, I mean, I love restaurants. I know you love restaurants. Like they're so easy having other people cook for you. And obviously those are the only restaurants that are open on that day. So it's hard not to get sucked in, but that's, that's just, that's our bit, man. That's our Bit. We don't complain about anything else being closed and the world stopping for a couple of days. We just complain about you guys stealing our Chinese thunder, okay? 
I feel like knowing the reputation of your people, there's other complaining happening over those two to three days. Well, right? yeah, but it's not about Christmas. It's just Jews complain all the time about okay. stuff. Okay. So, no, we're not going to stop complaining. We're just like, hey, you guys, we'll, we'll give you all that day. All right. We don't ask for eight days off for Hanukkah. That's fine. Hanukkah's not that big of a deal for us. Christmas is a huge deal for those who celebrate it. We'll, we'll stop what we're doing. We'll shut everything down. That's all good. No questions. And the complaining is part of the amusement, too. Yeah. 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 That's, we, we've learned that over the years, I think. Some things we have a right to complain about, I feel, but some things probably not, and we still do. So you told me in pre-show that you have a sugar bowl take? I do have a sugar bowl take. Uh, Not a Super Bowl take, a sugar bowl take. We are 10 days away from the sugar bowl in New Orleans. Uh, Something happened yesterday that has me more confident in Texas's chances than I've been since the matchup was announced on Selection Sunday. And this is something that a lot of people would be scared of. But for me, I think it's glorious. Yesterday, the Joe Moore Award winner was announced. The Joe Moore Award is given out to the best offensive line in college football every year. It's not an individual award. It's an entire unit award. And Washington was named the winner of the Joe Moore Award. Yep. You're catching my drift. So Texas has feasted on bulletin board material all season long, but especially over the last month with Iowa State, with Texas Tech, with Oklahoma State. All three of those programs or people affiliated with those programs started talking some noise about Texas and it clearly riled Texas up because, you know, the last 10 quarters of football, the Longhorns have played have been maybe the best 10 quarters they've played all season. Second half, Iowa state whole tech game, whole Okie state game. And I think they've clearly used those comments and the stuff that other people have said about them as motivation. So this is a little different. Of course, it's not a Washington player talking trash or a Washington coach talking trash i would love that to happen too i'd feel even better about the longhorns chances if uh, kalen DeBoer started running his mouth like your mark or or mcguire or mike gundy did but this is good like the texas d line they i'm hoping bo davis just has that picture that says washington joe moore award winner in the locker room and i'm hoping texas's defensive line which has been the best in college football all season long just gets a little bit more fuel to their fire to be like oh yeah that's that's the best O-line in football? Yeah. All right. See what we do to them. So I loved seeing that announcement yesterday. And I always have faith in T-Sweat and Byron Murphy and Sorrell and Burke and all those cats on the D-line being good. But now I, now I think there's uh, extra motivation for them to be better than good. Yeah, this offensive line has started playing more pissed off over the last 10 or so quarters. You're right about that. Boy, if I could take every bit of of this information and just give it a big embrace, BK, I would, because it's what we do at this point. We embrace the hate, and even things that aren't necessarily hateful, well, you've still kind of slighted us in a way, so we're going to have to show you why we're actually number one. Yeah, that's it right there. And look, the Texas D-line, you should already feel confident in them. They're second in college football and pressures. They've been amazing against the run. Uh, They've done just about everything right up front. But yeah, now it's like, all right, you think these guys are the best, huh? Well, they haven't seen a D-line like us. They don't have that shit in the Pac-12. We've got some a little bit different coming their way on January 1st. So I'd love more bulletin board type of material but uh i I don't know i i enjoyed seeing that like we knew washington was one of the four finalists going into yesterday but the fact that they won it i think uh i think is a good thing believe it or not for texas 
But look, you can't ignore the fact that Washington's O-line did just win that award either, which is why that that particular battle in the trenches is going to be so important to determining who wins this game. If the Texas defensive line plays up to their capabilities, I think they win that battle enough to be the net positive Texas needs to win this game. I agree. I'm with you, man. I mean, I'm a broken record with this stuff, but you've heard it from me a million times. Like whoever wins in the trenches is going to win. That's just how football works. Doesn't matter if it's game one, doesn't matter if it's a playoff game. Obviously the Texas O-line, they've got to win their side of that matchup against the Huskies D-line. But yeah, Texas's defensive front can feast the way that it has for the majority of the season. Uh, Advantage Longhorns. Have I shown you this yet? Oh my God, what in the world? (laughs) So this is, this is just some random fan of Washington who posted this on Facebook on like a college football fan page. And he like, I won't read the whole caption. The last paragraph, which is actually on your screen is really the the best trash talk uh, that comes from this. But this is a very fat AI generated picture of Devondre sweat. And the last sentence of this Facebook post reads, why are the Texas fans hopping? I think it's supposed to say hoping that their weakness coming into this game somehow becomes their strength. It's because they have a very fat player who they think is going to sit on Michael Penix Jr. I don't think so, Texas. And it's accompanied by a 632-pound version of Tavondre Sweat. Does that even look like Tavondre Sweat? No. (laughs) Really not at all. That is a crazy-looking belly, though. Yeah. It's like you're... It's like his belly is sitting on your face or something, you know? Mm, are you familiar with having guys sit on your face? No, but it looks like that's that the view that you're looking like. It's coming at you. I mean, this AI art is crazy. Yeah, that's... I don't even... It's like cartoonish level, which yeah, is what's in there. Yeah, exactly. The next step from what Pixar animation is. <laughs> oh man yeah so that's that's the other uh trash talk that i've found i don't know if that's relevant enough to really impact anything and i don't know if devondre sweat has seen that but there you go someone thinks you're fat and you're gonna sit on michael Penix jr t sweat so maybe sit on i I don't know i'd like to think he has a sense of humor about that where he's seen that he's actually laughed about it i agree like dude if i'm like byron murphy you're just one of his boys on the team i'm like look at this dude this is hilarious Yeah, And the hope is T-Sweat is like, yeah, that's effing fantastic. Now I'm going to go beat the hell out of Washington and then sit on the fan who commented that deal. Exactly. So 10 days away from the Sugar Bowl, Texas and Washington. Of course, we're off Monday and Tuesday, but uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll be previewing the game, and then uh, we'll be off to New Orleans next Saturday doing shows at the Texas One Fund tailgate party on Monday. I think we're also doing a show Sunday afternoon at Manning's as well. So we've got a few live broadcasts coming your way. We'll have some of these koozies. I'm drinking today because I made a promise to the people that that I would. So we've been getting after it since the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, But we'll have some of these Texas sports unfiltered koozies to uh, hand to the people out there in New Orleans. So if y'all are making your way, we'll we'll tweet out and announce more stuff next week on exactly where we're going to be broadcasting and when. But I uh, would love to see a ton of you out there. Just based on looking at flights and tickets, I know there will be a ton of you out there. My God. I'm looking forward to the road trip that we're going to be on. You, me, Buck, Katie may be in the car with us too. That's, that's going to be a, like a movie script before it's all said and done. Oh, my God. We might have to just like Facebook Live that the whole time. 
there may need to be a, a little bit of that going on for sure. The road trip and the Airbnb. The Airbnb is probably going to be crazier just with the animal house style setup we've got going on there. And the fact that you've got a guy as old as Bucky, who's like 89, I think. And then two college kids who are going to be there too. Just the whole dynamic of that. There's going to be some content coming from uh, our spot without question. Wait a second. Is Brock staying in our Airbnb? Oh my God. Brock and Mason. The other kid who was at our TSU holiday lunch last weekend. Who's calling them the ambiguously gay duo? That's not cool. Those guys are both straight. They're they're looking for it. If it, that were the case, it wouldn't be a problem, of course. Right. I'm not calling them ambiguous. I I, I just think they're a gay duo. <laughs> I think that's what it is. You know, because I was at Brock's birthday earlier this week. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. And he had one friend who was there, and it was Mason. So I'm going to play this real quick. There's anything wrong with that. Don't want to get don't want to get in trouble there. Uh, is Kevin going? I heard you ask him on the show yesterday, and he's like, "Well, I got like forty places I could stay, so you know, I, I got ten ways to get there and forty places I could stay." And I'm like, "Is that a yes? Are you going or are you not going?" Yeah, you know? I think that ultimately he will end up going, but he's not giving me a firm answer one way or the other either. Mm. And if he's going, he's damn well going to be in the car with us too. Or e even if he chooses to stay someplace else, which would be disappointing, uh, he is making that car ride with us. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It'll be a full cast of characters, though, in the car and at the Airbnb next weekend. All right, the holidays are here, Trey. Any holiday conversation? We'll have our picks in a little bit. We'll get to where we at in society. You've got, uh, you want to go favorite Christmas movie bit, and then we'll get to favorite holiday traditions and least favorite holiday traditions here yeah we can talk christmas movies did you say that die hard is not a christmas movie is that what you said at the beginning uh well it's the never-ending debate amongst moviegoers and christmas fans everywhere whether or not die hard is a christmas movie which side of that are you on whichever side gets me in less trouble that's that's how i debate these days Mm. That's my political stance is whoever I'm in the room with political stance. Ah, politically sucking up. That's, that's uh, it. it's gotten us to a healthy place as a country. So I, <laughs> I am, I am part of the solution. No, I'm part of the problem. I'm very much willing to admit that, but I don't want to care. I don't want to care. Uh, I think it's simple for me. Like I get it. You know, you know, it's more of an action movie than a Christmas movie, but if they're not having the Christmas party, the movie doesn't happen. You Bingo. can say, well, yeah, but if the same thing happened at a at a uh, barbecue cookout on July 4th, that doesn't make it an Independence Day movie. Yeah, it kind of does, actually. Yeah, it Even does. You're not celebrating the entire time. It is still a major component of the storyline. So you're, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Absolutely. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. And I'm not just saying that because you said it. <laughs> <laughs> you, never you, a suck up anywhere else but now you are apparently yeah i've uh, become yeah. one in my old age uh is that your favorite christmas movie then um die hard i mean it's really good like if it is i i don't fault you at all that's a phenomenal movie I, i'm gonna be honest i haven't seen that movie in a good 25 to 30 years so i, I don't have a I, I know it's a good action movie but I'm not as familiar with it as many others. Uh, you know, I like some of the traditional ones like Elf. That's a fun movie to watch with the family. 
We're going to do that this weekend, definitely. Um, Bad Santa is a great one because it's adult. I love cussing. Billy Bob's just a complete scumbag. There's a fat blonde kid in the film that makes uh, part of it so enjoyable. Uh, I've never heard of that. Bad Santa? Oh, dude, you've got to watch that. If you're watching movies all day at your house, watch Bad Santa. You will love this flick. Is this old? Yeah. it's not new. Like I, I want to say it was made more than 10 years ago. Okay. It's Billy Bob Thornton, Bernie Mac is in the film. Oh gosh. Why am I forgetting the cast right now? Uh, there's oh God. What's the, uh, the mom from the Gilmore girls. What is her name? Lori Laughlin. No, gosh, Cheryl Crow. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Lauren Graham, Lauren Graham. It's close. Is the uh she she's got a funny storyline in there as well? Yeah, it's got this fat blonde kid. No, it's a great flick. It, it works very blue too. Okay. Uh, there's a uh, a little person in the film that is Billy Bob's sidekick. Not so fast, Bridget. Not so fast. And then there's also Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is uh, Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. Very underrated Christmas film. I haven't seen that one either. Also a comedy. Okay, I got a couple of things to watch then. I've never seen Home Alone. I was telling Bucky that this morning, so I probably should watch that over the next four days, right? That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, watch it for sure. It's a good film, but I understand if you want to keep that streak going too, and that is another one that we'll watch with the kids this weekend and everybody gets a kick out of. Yeah, and that's, that's one that my kids are good sense of humor-wise because they're, okay. they're laughing really hard at the parts that nine- and seven-year-old kids should be laughing at, you know? Good. That's what you want right there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you got the guy from Goodfellas just killing everybody, right? Is that yeah. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. Yes, Tommy oh, Cutlets himself. Yes, big part of that movie. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got a few things to watch then. I mean, I'm, I'm a traditionalist, man. Christmas Story, I probably watched that twice on Christmas Day. I love it. Like grew up watching that. It's like one of my dad's favorite movies. So that was just a tradition in our household was watching yeah. that deal. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's so good, man. Like, I, I laugh at the same shit in that movie every year. I know exactly how it goes down. I know what's coming when, and I still get a kick out of it every time I turn it on. The leg lamp is an old time furnishing for sure. Oh, the fragile bit, the bumpus's dogs like that, that. I don't know why that shit is so funny to me. Like, and just all the cussing, the dad. It's good. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. So that's yeah. number oh, one. fudge. <laughs> they didn't say fudge. Yeah. Then he blames his friend. His friend. Oh, man. His that friend is getting wrecked. We had that happen in our house uh, earlier this semester where one of the kids tried to pin something on a friend at school and they were like mostly responsible. Like, nah, you're writing an apology letter to this person and several other people because of how big a trouble they found themselves in when it was all said and done. What someone try to uh, get somebody else to stick their tongue to a frozen pole. No, there was an ugly letter that was written. Nah, screw it. We'll just talk about it here. Vivian wrote an ugly letter to a classmate that was kind of spurred on by one of her friends, but Vivian's the one who wrote the letter, and Vivian's like the smart one too, so she's like truly writing the letter. But then she tried to pin it on the friend and say the friend actually wrote the letter at first, and it's like, well, you did this whole freaking thing, and now you're trying to pawn it off on her? Nope. Uh, ends up getting caught in a lie at school. And so, yeah, it was a big to do that led to a lot of letter writing. So now she has a greater appreciation for uh, how big of a pain in the butt it is to write sincere letters. 
That's a good bit right there. It's a good bit right there. Uh, all right. What about favorite and least favorite parts of Christmas? Any traditions you love? Any parts of this time of the year that you despise? Well, it is me. So I guess we're going to start with the negative, right? There we go. I, I figured there wouldn't be any positive. The way that people carry themselves when when we're all out running errands, I just don't fucking get it, dude. Yeah. Just take a breath and be a slight bit more patient. I swear to God, it will work out better for everybody. And it's not just in stores, by the way. It's like it's ramped up on the roads, too. It's like everybody just take a fucking breath, please. Yeah, the whole stereotype of everyone's in a good mood around the holidays is such a crock of crap dude like people are in good moods when like they're in a house with friends and with family because you're with the people you love you're having a good time it's an important day whatever but you're right when people are in public this time of the year dude it is a madhouse man like everyone just loses all of their manners and they're just so selfish and out for themselves and it's just like like you said just wait just be patient like we're all trying to do the same thing here. Like no one's more important than anybody else. Just oh my god, it, it's it's awful, man. It is awful how people act in public these like two or three weeks right before the holiday. Thank you, Michael. Yes, let people merge on roads and in life. It's that simple. Let's work together versus working against one another. Yeah, we're all in this together. That's what they said during COVID, and that worked. We all were really united at that time. That worked for about a month. I think you're rounding up by about 29 days, my friend. Well, that's why you and I ultimately are team robot, because we know the robots aren't even going to have to fire a shot. They're just going to get us arguing about a fucking dress color online, and we're fucked ourselves. Yep, just like that. Yeah, that's the most negative. The money, like the money for gift giving, it gets hectic, and buying food and stuff for other people, for yourself, whatever. Like, uh, that's obviously annoying it's part of the bit whatever everyone does it but it it can sting the pocketbook a little bit i've seen my kids greed actually subside a little bit this year because we've really tried to work with them like understands that to be thankful and appreciative for what you get and those around you like trying to teach the true spirit of it and giving to others as well my kids have really gotten into coming up with ideas for things to get for people which is really cool to see but I got to say, dude, one of the biggest indicators to me that society is in a truly fucked place right now is my kids are in second and third grade. So it's a right, right around the time that kids start learning the whole Santa Claus lie. By the way, apologies for not giving this a little bit sooner. If you have kids in the car, good idea to turn the show off right now. <laughs> they still believe in Santa Claus. Spoiler alert. Uh, but my kids don't believe that bullshit. It's second and third grade. And so they have that open conversation with other kids in their class. The other kids in the class not just believe that Santa is still real, too many of them in second and third grade. It's like borderline volatile where they're like threatening my kids for suggesting that Santa Claus is not real. And it's like when we are being that dead set on something that is complete bullshit, uh, our kids brains don't work anymore, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's tough because no uh, no parents, no sets of parents tell their kids about Santa Claus at the same time. So somebody's always going to ruin it for somebody else and then people get upset and it's yeah that that's a problem that's been around forever i'm sure 
The interesting thing for me is I guarantee you a lot of these kids are going home and asking their parents, but it's the parents that are clutching onto the magic because like we don't want to let this go because once this happens then there you know this sort of evolution that goes on and it's your child is a little bit less of a little kid but you also don't want your kid to be the last one to believe in santa either yeah it's a bad place to end up if i was a parent and i was raising kids christian which oh for two on that deal so this is a hypothetical that makes no sense i I would melt for the first part i do the opposite of you like I'd, i'd milk the santa claus bit for as long as i can and then I, I know it someday some kid at school would be like ruining my kid's life, telling them that Santa Claus is fake. But I can't be the one to to break that news to them first. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Well, that's where you and I are different, because when my kids ask me a question, I'm like, do you want to know the truth or do you <laughs> want to know the bullshit? And they say, I want to know the truth. I got to tell them the truth, dude. dude my kids are going to believe in the stork until they're like 17. <laughs> That's how that shit's how babies are made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mom and dad love each other. They pick up a phone and call the stork and he just drops off a package on the front door. And there you go. Just like that. Yeah. Watching other people enjoy traditions is one of the fun parts of this season for me. And if there's a part of the tradition that I embrace more than the others, of course, the family time is important, but it is definitely the Christmas lights bit. I haven't gone crazy with it, nor will I ever go crazy. I'm just more modest in terms of decor in, in general. But uh, I've got a nice little setup that I enjoy putting up and breaking down every year now. Y'all have some at your house? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. I'll take a picture. I'll send you the picture yeah. and we can, uh, shoot it out over social media. Uh, so that- people can see. It's, it's very simple. Uh, you're you're going to laugh at one of the the one real decoration that we have. You're going to laugh at it. You're going to be like, "That's so fucking me." Uh, but yeah, it's like modest lights in the front of the house, going around the sidewalk and driveway and the uh, the front front bed and whatnot. So. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Christmas lights. Honestly, yeah. like I think it's a great, great. bit. Now, uh, do they need to be up from September to March? Probably not, but. Should they exist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I loved, man, growing up in the Metroplex, like, drive through Highland Park with my family, just all the rich people houses, and they had these ridiculous light shows going on, and I thought it was cool as shit. Like, I'm in on the Trail of Tears and all of the other cool uh, things. What a Trail of Tears? Trail of Lights. Ah, ah, I see what you did there. Ah, yes. Yeah, uh. Yeah, not into the Trail of Tears. Want that on the record. I think that's a good place to be. Yeah, trying to be right side of history, BK today. That's where we need to be. Yeah, all the light shows, all the lights. Yes, and it's fucked up. Yeah, Uh, you you've been there. The Trail of Tears. Oh yeah, many a Trail of Tears back in college. Mm. Not not the Trail of Tears that was the originator of the term, but yeah, some of the uh, the the more modest, tongue in cheek ways to use it since then. You know. Was it like the the walk of shame? Is that the trail of tears in college? Just Ooh, hook up, hook up with somebody gross. Here's yeah. more examples for me. I like that. I like that right there. Talking in on the lights. So drunk, you walk home crying. Have you done that once or twice? <laughs> God, I don't think I've ever come close to doing that. Crying while you're drunk. Well, definitely not walking home. If I've cried when I'm drunk, it's because I was drunk and my team lost. 
which I probably would have cried sober anyways. I was just so upset that my team lost a big game, but I don't think I've ever drunk cried over any non-sports thing ever. Oh, this admission only gets worse because I'm sure it was probably over a fucking girl, which you will also think is pathetic. Yeah, it is because there's four billion <laughs> other ones in the world, you loser. That's like that's the hard. I, I just I think that like that. And I'm so glad I do because it I just get over shit so quickly. But it blows my mind that people can't get over one woman as if there aren't literally four billion others to choose from in this world. Congratulations on never having one really taken your heart then. Yeah, uh, you know it's funny though. I guess in thinking about it, the, uh, the the more literal trail of tears led to the more figurative trail of tears, and all the uh, the mistakes that I made after that in terms of trying to hook up to find love once again. <laughs> I don't know if I should prod more for more details here. If this is just going to get sadder and sadder because it's going to get worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, then keep going. Hold on. You know, it's um, funny because when uh, Justine and I, because she took today off, when we went and uh, grabbed the kids from school at 1130, she was like, ooh, maybe the kids and I will listen to you and Uncle BK. I'm like, nope. I'm like, look, generally speaking, this is not a good rule of thumb. The kids should not be listening to us, but especially not today. She's like, why not? I'm like, we are wildly inappropriate for nine and seven. I realize that uh, we're, we're loose with them with language, but there's shit that we talk about that I don't want any child to hear about. No, 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 no. Especially today, too. Poor kids. It is unfucking filtered, bitches. Yeah, yeah. Especially today, where we're just off the rails because it's the day before the holiday weekend. Like we've got no script. We're having a good time here. Yeah, Um, I told her. I'm like, and BK's been drinking since 8 a.m. She's like, what? She's like, is he an alcoholic? I'm like, I don't think so. But he's celebrating the last set of shows before Christmas. Like, I get it. Yeah, like. Most people's New Year's resolution is to not be an alcoholic. Mine? Maybe flipping the script. I need to try something new in 2024. Who knows? That is thinking outside the box. Yeah, I'm trying to be original. Most of the other New Year's resolutions are taken, so I want to do something that nobody else is, and that could be it. Bad luck to that. I don't want to see you plunge into alcoholism. That would be a, a terrible place. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I will do. Well, hopefully, best. it's like every other New Year's resolution that after a couple of weeks, it uh, just fizzles out. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I make it like two weeks, if that, and then we're back to being normal again. Uh, what else? What else? Best parts? I guess we are talking about the best parts. Are you a Christmas music guy? Uh, there's songs that I like, but I, I don't actively seek it out. Yeah. Like Mariah Carey's song is a really good one. Robert Earl Keane, his Christmas song is a class. You know, some of the original songs, of course, are a big deal. But they're also classics that you'll hear over and over again, and you tend to enjoy some more than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh... Uh, sleigh bells, classics like that. Jingle bells, of course. I don't ever listen to Christmas music like... I don't hate it. I used to have a much more positive take on it, but now it's like, I, I don't listen to it. Like it's on, it's on the radio. I know where to find it. Like one of my presets in my car changes to Christmas music, like right after Thanksgiving. And I never listen to it. Like all I want for Christmas is you Mariah Carey, the goat Christmas song. There's really no debate there. If you have another argument, you're wrong. Uh, and I'm going to block you on the chat. I'm not going to block you on the chat. But I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't seek it. It seeks you. It finds you. You go to a store, there's Christmas music on. Like, I'm not like the guy who's going to pull a Karen and be like, get this off. But I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't go out of my way to find it anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think that is a sign of you growing up, BK, or maybe becoming more jaded. One of the two. Jake, Sinatra is the only Christmas music for me. Great call there, Jake. Sinatra mm-hmm. is an awesome, uh, awesome guy to listen to for some of the classics, but I think he also had a few originals too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, I tend to like the more original Christmas music in general. Like if I'm going to seek it out, like if it's like, hey, pick a Christmas song now. If we do that over the weekend, it, it will not be a somebody's rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's going to be something more original than that. Yeah, Because my wife balances out the pop music uh, sentiments that my kids share. And I, I try and get more eclectic, underground alternative with it too. There you go. I like that. Nat King Cole Christmas song is the goat Christmas song. It's a good one, but Mariah Carey was one sample. One of the reasons why I don't seek this stuff out, dude, is because it happens so early now. Like, I feel like this year people are starting to become unapologetic with starting to celebrate Christmas in early November. Like, this is one of those moments as a society we probably need to start pushing back next year because it's only going to get worse. They're going to push as far as they can. So we just need to say, nope. We're containing this back within Thanksgiving and actual Christmas. That'll be okay. It'll make that part or that stretch of time that much more enjoyable. You're not pushing this before fucking Halloween, people. I'm sorry. That's not yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I feel like it happens on November 1st. Like, And we obviously still have Thanksgiving between Halloween and Christmas, but it feels like Christmas season starts the day after Halloween now. And I'm worried at some point it is going to even jump the Halloween shark and start before then, too. There was a braggadociousness about it this year where it it was noticeable enough to me that I'm like, all right, next year I'm going to have to come up with some material to start fucking with these people now, you know? Justine's probably not going to like it very much. She doesn't. She's not to that point just yet, but she would be more upset with me for calling this bullshit out than she would. Uh, people who want to start to celebrate on November 1st, I think. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask her at the dinner table tonight. That could be a fun conversation. <laughs> text on the go to text line 512-222-9328. I hate all the family coming over. I just want to chill and watch football. See, that's that's where I'm lucky. Like Thanksgiving's great. I love it. My parents host every year, and there's like 35 to 40 people there. It's a lot. And as much as I love seeing them and I love all the food, and it's great, Like I think my favorite part of Thanksgiving is – kind of when everybody leaves and yeah. it's just just like immediate family and a couple of others whatever just you get all the craziness out of the house and you just get to sit down and drink and watch sports and eat leftovers like i, I assume christmas is the same thing you got basketball you got football for a lot of folks family comes to town you have something big at the house and then it's like all right you know you've, you've been here a long time let's uh let's wrap this thing up so i can watch i can watch the game please there's a good Monday night game too. The best game of the NFL weekend, Ravens Niners is Monday night. Like if you're doing Christmas, do it early. Get everybody out so you can watch that uh that great game between two of the best teams in the league. Which do you think will be the more entertaining game this weekend between that and then the other really good game this weekend involving teams with uh just one less win uh than San Francisco and Baltimore and that would be your Cowboys at Miami. Which do you think is the more entertaining game of those two? That can be our segue into our picks, but um, yeah, let's do that. I'll go. I'll go. Cowboys Dolphins is the more entertaining game. I just have more faith that that'll be a closer game than. And I'm really high on Baltimore. I just yeah, San Francisco right now to me is on another level. So, um, but yeah, let's do our picks, shall we? I thought about putting some random ass college games because we do have a bowl game tonight, 
and seven bowl games tomorrow and a few bowl games early next week. Like it's starting to get a little bit more interesting in terms of these matchups, but still went with six NFL games because your best game tomorrow is like James Madison and Air Force or yeah. Utah and Northwestern. And that, that, that just didn't feel right. Well, we could go as far as next Thursday if you wanted to. Otherwise, we may need to do, may need to do Wednesday picks because I think there are some good games on Wednesday and Thursday. But here's the thing about picking college bowl games right now. It's not that appetizing if you're trying to pick winners because there's so much uncertainty. I talked with this with my uh, our friend Sam Paniotovich yesterday that, I mean, between the transfer portal, coaching changes, like very last-minute uh, decisions with guys choosing not to play in a bowl game. It's hard to pick these things uh, even more than a day out right now. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm down to do our picks a little er- uh, earlier next week, like maybe okay. Wednesday, Wednesday or something, because okay. uh, Wednesday you get the A&M Oklahoma State game, which I think will be fun to pick. Thursday you get, for my money, the best non-New Year's Six Bowl, the Alamo Bowl, Arizona and Oklahoma. Uh, NC that is State. a fascinating matchup. Yeah, NC State, K-State on that day. I wonder if Mac Brown will be watching. Um, those jerks. Uh, classless. And then all the all the New Year's Six games start over the weekend. So we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But only NFL this week. Fair enough. We'll, we'll start with uh, a game tomorrow. Bengals at Steelers. Cincinnati, a three-point road favorite. I think Pittsburgh needs to win out if they want to keep the Mike Tomlin never having a losing season streak alive. The Steelers right now seven and seven. I can go two and one. I beg your pardon. They can go two and one and still keep that thing rolling. Pittsburgh still in the mix for a playoff spot. Of course, Cincinnati is as well. The Bengals are three-point road favorites, and I'm picking first on all of these. Yes, you are, and I'm justifying my pick the other direction. Okay, so I'm fading myself with all of these picks. Um, I gotta figure this out in my head. I am taking Cincinnati minus three because I think Pittsburgh is going to win. Because for some stupid ass reason, I still think Mike Tomlin is going to find a way to have a winning season despite his team being horrible right now i'm just disgusted with myself explaining away this first one i didn't think i would be picking pittsburgh the rest of the way just because they're so dog shit and that terrible offense finally caught up with them mitchell the bitchell the quarterback for at least a couple of more weeks sign me up for the other team but bk jamar chase is out Mm. against Cincinnati or uh, against Pittsburgh, obviously for Cincinnati this weekend. And it's not Mitchell, the Mitchell, the Steelers this week. It's Mason Rudolph. Once again, I think that does provide them a spark and Pittsburgh uh, does end up uh, covering that line. That's why I think they're going to win, which is why I'm picking Cincinnati. Ooh. So I'm just going to be reading your mind with all of these or most of these pretty much. That's a scary thought. Uh, on to Sunday, Jags at Bucks. Jacksonville is reeling right now. Like a month ago, people were thinking they might be the best team in the AFC, and now they can't beat anybody. Uh, the Bucks, big win at Lambeau last weekend. They played well. Baker Mayfield having a solid season right now. Jags are actually underdogs. Tampa Bay, two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Uh, so I will take the Bucks because at some point, I think the Jags are going to turn it around. I think it'll be this weekend, which means I am taking Baker, Baker, Money Maker for our picks 
That's the only rationalization right now because I feel much better about p- taking Tampa in this game. So, so you, but I but I am taking the Jags because you're taking Tampa. Okay, very good. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Or f you for that. I'm not sure. I'll know on <laughs> Monday. Uh, Lions at Vikings. Interesting. Detroit only a three point favorite. Lions looked great last week. They dominated a Denver team that had been playing some good football. Nick Mullins, the quarterback, still for. Minnesota, uh, three is not enough. This is one of those that I hate, though, man. This is one of those it's too good to be true type of Mm. lines. So I'm actually screwing you with this because I'm going to make you pick the Lions because I think the Lions are going to win in cover, which means I'm taking Minnesota for the sake of our picks. So you. Oh, excellent. Oh, you're happy with that. I love watching the Lions this year. They're kind of my adopted team this year as an NFL bastard who no longer has the Oilers. So I'm cool with not having to even remotely root against them this weekend. My fantasy teams are dead, and now I can maybe uh, gain another game on you. Yes, that is a good place to be. (laughs) There you go. So you've got the Lions. All right, Cowboys-Dolphins. Dallas, only a one-point dog right now. Money's been coming in on the boys all week long. I, I just I can't bet on the Cowboys which means I'm betting on the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the Cowboys that is interesting. What, what has changed there? I mean, Tyreek Hill, I guess his status is it's pretty much assumed now that he's not going to play this weekend. Is that what it is? He practiced yesterday, so I, I think he is going to play. Oh, wow, I missed that. I thought I had seen that he had not practiced yesterday. Okay, wow. Hmm. What do you think yeah. is moving that line then? I don't know. My, I mean, Miami, like Miami has the same problem Dallas does, except Miami has been – dealing with this issue everywhere. Whereas the Cowboys have only dealt with it on the road. Like Miami against good teams. They've been bad. They've been Mm. beating up on the really bad teams. That's why they're 10 and four, but like they are not good when they go up against the best competition in football. But on the other hand, the Cowboys, Cowboys are good at home against anybody, but they, hell, they lost to Arizona on the road. It's not just good teams that they've lost to away from Arlington this year. So it's, yeah, it's two teams that have played great at times, but sometimes against uh, good competition, they come up small, and I guess people think Dallas is better. Ultimately, why I'm glad to have Miami here is because they're really good at running the football, and Dallas, like a big part of their struggles on the road is the inability to stop the run. So I think that like you're not going to have to ask too much out of Tua. Or, you know, If Tyreek Hill is back, obviously that's a, a completely different level of things, but I, th- I think the Dolphins' defense has done a nice job of turning it around as well. So uh, I do have Miami winning this game uh, by more than what the line indicates. So thank you once again for another good pick. I got you. A-Chain is back too for the Dolphins this weekend. I haven't even seen that just yet. That's a big addition for them, obviously. Fast yeah, most- football just got a little bit faster. No kidding. Mostert and A-Chain have been great together when they've been on the field together. Uh, Browns-Texans in Houston. Huge one for the Texans trying to fight for their playoff lives. Uh, what year is it, Trey? It's Joe Flacco and Case Keenum as your QB matchup at NRG. Oh, it's not even Davis Mills this week. No. Well, Keenum started last week, too, for the Texans in Nashville. So they're running it back. They won that game. Why not do the same thing? Completely missed that. Wow. Yeah, good yeah. for him. I like Case Keenum Keenum a lot as a player. It's good to see him still um, taking reps at the NFL level. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to bet on this. But we have to. I don't I don't know. I do not know who to pick here. Um I'll go with the when I've bet against the Texans, they've won. 
when I've bet on the Texans, they've lost. So that means I need to bet against the Texans. So I've got to bet on the Browns. But if I'm fading myself, does that mean I need to bet on the Texans? I am so lost right now, dude. I'm taking Cleveland. <laughs> I think. Okay. Don't let me think about it any longer because I will I will change my mind. So the Texans not only have my fansmanship this year, is they've been an entertaining team to watch, even though they suffer some injuries that unfortunately make them less entertaining. It's also a bit of a sympathy fansmanship at this point, too, because I'm still pissed off about that uh, Titans-Oilers bullshit. <laughs> so thank you for allowing me to root for the Texans this weekend. There you go. So you're a Texans and Lions fan this year? Those are your two teams? Um, more Lions fan than Texans fan, just in terms of like expecting them to maybe do something in the postseason. But okay. yeah, those are uh, those are the two teams for sure. Okay. And then last but not least, Monday night, three games on Monday. Two of them kind of suck, but the the nightcap is awesome. First place in the AFC, first place in the NFC. Baltimore at San Francisco. The Niners five point favorites. Uh, I I just. You don't bet against the Niners. No, no, you have to bet against yourself here. You have to bet. I know. I was going to say, I'm giving you a gift. You've got the Niners. I've got the Ravens. I, the few games I have gotten right this year, I think literally all of my correct picks have been betting on San Francisco. So I should have flipped the script, but we're not doing that. I promised to fade myself this week. So uh, give me be more plus five by the Bay on Monday. Thank you, yeah. good sir. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, you, you were going to take all of these teams anyways. So I don't I don't know what that means. Yeah, we we would have had similar picks this week, which is I think why you may may have you should have trusted yourself because this feels like that what you gave me this week is going to be very helpful. I don't know what to do anymore. Like I, this is like the eighth year in a row where I've done picks on a radio show, and I've I, I've never not finished last. Like it, it's unbelievable how bad I am at this shit. I'm not as bad as Bucky. Hopefully, you and your cousin are not so bad in real life. You know. No, no, the cousin, the cousin fades himself too. So I've had some good years in the past. It's very confusing. Very, very confusing. All right. Those are our picks for the uh, NFL weekends as we uh, have hit NFL week 16. So get closer and closer to the end of the regular year. All right. We haven't done a great job giving love to sponsors. So we'll run through a couple real quick. Shout out AV consultations. We did talk about them earlier. Uh, shout out to Old Stab Beer. I've been drinking it all day. That's all the endorsement you need, and I'll be drinking it more once the show ends. Uh, Olipop, love them. Covert Bee Cave, thank you to them for the car that they're giving us next weekend. And shout out to everybody who makes these broadcasts possible. And, of course, our friends at Pest Wranglers, Trey. Let's go recorded today, good sir. Okay. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? I'm making a silly commercial like other companies so people will remember our name. But we're not like other companies. Anyone could see that from our five-star reviews. But how will people remember Pest Wranglers? Well, once they try us, they'll never forget that we are the most effective, reliable, and affordable pest control company. I guess you're right. Pest Wranglers is the best at pest control, wildlife management, termite pest control. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? Hey, it couldn't hurt. Pest Wranglers, 512-670-7808 or find us on the web at Pest Wranglers. Where are we at in society today?
Love Steve, by the way, before we get into uh, where are we at. One of the many people I'm thankful for uh, not just remaining connected with this year, but also uh, really uh, moving our relationship in a more positive direction as well. Hung out with him at the Stars game the other night. We're going to uh, see Ron White at Rogan's Place next week. Steve is great people, y'all. Make sure to check Pest Wranglers out. PestWranglers.com. And now it is... Uh, your daily look at stories that show we as a people are headed in the wrong direction, BK. Occasionally, you will receive a story that provides that sense of optimism that has us saying to ourselves, hey, maybe we as a people are starting to figure something out. But sadly, today is not that day. And we're actually going to get back to a story that was previewed for the first time a couple of days ago. The list of icks that mm-hmm. is uh, leading... Uh, parents and others worrying that their kids are being entirely too picky with a potential significant other, and it's going to eventually lead to them dying alone like you are. So I'm guessing you're a guy that has a a list of icks that have stopped you from seeing uh, a woman from your past. Yeah, I guess so. I probably have a longer list of icks than anybody else in the world. Are there any that come to mind for you? When they talk? talking okay that's a good one yeah that was that was the most top of mind one um (laughs) no like i don't know i guess red flags for me in all seriousness like i'm a very clean person so you've got to have good hygiene of course like personal hygiene uh but also like your place has to be relatively well kept uh, in your car, like that's like that. I, I hate people who just, I don't hate people, but I hate the, uh, the quality of not being clean. That's a big one for me. Um, I don't know, not being goal driven or oriented or just being lazy and not passionate about what you do. It just feels like you're wasting time. If you're going about this life without caring about, uh, what you do every single day. So probably like 50, one. So like 50% of the elementary school teachers right now. uh yeah yeah probably um animosity at the elementary uh, level is shocking folks i know we want to celebrate the good teachers but it's also time to recognize there are a lot of teachers that are really close to quitting right now thank you for your service and uh good luck you've got to got to figure it out you got to figure out that motivating factor other than summers and christmas is off God bless the teachers, man. Uh, especially the ones bang, banging the student. No, not them. Uh, but like that's that's bullshit. Forty k to deal with kids for like seven or eight hours every day. It's a joke. That's a joke. Like, uh, but yeah, a lot of them don't care. A lot of them are in the job for summer and winter break. Which every time summer gets here, I wish I was a teacher. Uh, I don't know. I guess those are like the top of mind ones. I'm sure if I thought about it for longer I'd, I'd give more but i want to hear what uh what other people have to say on this so i took this story and look yeah the parents and educators and those who study these things say if you uh, obsess too much on the little things then it's going to be problematic for you down the road but i looked up the list of icks from there and they're not i mean some are like yeah absolutely this is legitimate i don't know if this is an ick which is what the kids are calling it they're pointing it out on social media let's say like yeah. uh boyfriend wears his wears these uh these no-show socks and it makes him look like he has ballerina feet like that's an ick which is probably a look that you want to avoid if you're a dude for sure but there are things that are like true breaker uppers like what you were talking about with cleanliness if somebody doesn't smell good 
Well, you'd better really like them to want to try and battle that. Like, hey, I think either the deodorant that you're wearing doesn't work or you need to start wearing deodorant. That's a hard conversation to have with somebody. It is. And I will get out before that conversation needs to be had. Like, I, I, I will not be able to like the person enough to try to change them if I can't be around them because they smell like shit. <laughs> Pretending to be more knowledgeable about something than they actually are. Well, that's fucking annoying. Yeah, that's, that's everybody, though, right? Like, everyone does that. Mm. To, an, to an extent, like, not with everything. I'm, people do it more than others, right? There are levels to that. But there's always stuff that everyone thinks they know more about than they actually do, right? Maybe you, maybe you should surround yourself with less bullshitters than you do. Well, everybody does that. In the mirror, I see the biggest one in the world every day. So <laughs> I guess that's why I have that sentiment. It's your people. Having bad teeth. Bad teeth? Teeth, yeah. Yeah. I buy that. Like really yellowed that. teeth, stained teeth, crooked teeth. Yeah, problematic not the end of the world though necessarily go see dr record uh, a thing that i hate that th this this would fall onto the it category because this is very specific i'm not a huge fan of gums mm. like there's nothing you can do about that it's like genetics or something but like yeah. you know if the gums like are bigger than the teeth i don't like that look i don't, don't like that you look i have a gummy smile though uh on the uh on the graphic that we tweet out every day that our old intern made at the old place. He he did me dirty. He gave me way too much gum per capita. Ray wasn't an intern. He he worked in marketing, and I thought it was a great picture. Oh, no, that was that Ray who did that. I thought that was our yeah. intern. No, I'm pretty positive it was Ray. Oh, all right, Ray. Sorry about that, dude. You did me wrong. I don't know what I ever did to you, asshole. <laughs> oh man that picture is so good okay this one i'm totally on board with if you're rude to a waiter oh yeah go fuck yourself we're done yeah bad bit bad we've got a couple of comments uh yeah jake said that being rude to the service industry yeah waiters fast food workers all that stuff like bad bit so here are the some some weird or hilarious uh icks according to uh to this website goss.ie uh and they've just compiled this shit from social media huh? person says when the barber has to pump his chair up so talking about boyfriends like the chair having to be pumped up because he's too short i guess is the criticism there that like that makes him look like a little boy and not something that you're somebody that you're going to want to date. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, we know, we know people have height phobias when it comes to uh, their significant other. That's, that's a hilarious way to describe it though. And then somebody adds them being spun around on the barber's chair to view their haircut in the mirror. What? Like, LOL. I can't do it. Yeah. There's some, there's some stupid shit here. These chicks and look at the line. back of your, back of your hair after a haircut like exactly the the barber spinning you around and then saying you look too much like a little kid versus a, a man that i could date all right sorry about that men we're in trouble there there's no way around How about that this view. one when you hold an umbrella and it goes inside out that's one ick that this girl has yeah this is somebody who probably should die alone you suck as a human being <laughs> this is a legitimate gripe how often does that happen Someone has an inside-out umbrella? 
I, it, it seems more cartoonish than anything else, but uh, that's uh, one of the, the gripes on social media, according to this website. Okay. I don't even know what to say to that. So you have any more? No, I, I'm I'm done with these because these <laughs> women are completely stupid. Oh, man. Yep. There's so many women out there who are just like, ah, I can't find a good guy. There's plenty of good guys out there, but they're worried about them being spun around in a barber's chair to look at their back of their head. And uh, they can't, they can't tough it out. They can't do it. How about this one? Referring to their football team as we. Ooh, that's, I don't love that. I don't love that. Now, like if, you're, not- if you're seeing someone and she talks about the Texas Longhorns and we terms, that's a, that's a problem for you. So, all right, well, here's, here's my caveat to the we rule. Like, I think I can say we for Texas because I went to school there. And I spent money there to contribute to the university. By that, I mean my parents did. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Um, But, like, pro teams, like my Cowboys, like us, we, Rangers, all that stuff, like, I I try to avoid – I try to avoid saying that. I don't know why it bothers me. I don't. I don't think I've ever had a girl do that. That's just like more of a sports fan thing in general. Like when I hear my friends do that, I'm like, "What's the what's the we here? What are, what, what are we talking about here?" Oh, I thought you were uh, coming at it from the professionalism standpoint because in this business, you're not supposed to say we with the teams that you're talking about. But even your friends, it bothers you. Yeah, like I don't. I don't call them out for it. I don't care enough about it to the point where, like, dude, don't say that. Like, nah, whatever. Say what you want to say, but it's just like, eh, I find it weird. Probably is professionalism. Like, I was told not to do that, so I just like, I've trained myself not to say that. So I think other people should also not say that. But that's that's very uh, ridiculous of me. Gotcha. What's up, Zay? What up, fellas? How y'all doing? Doing good. How are you this day? I'm good, man. You know, Merry Christmas to everybody. It's feeling good. Feeling good. Previewing the plans this weekend or Christmas Day? Um, chilling with family. Family coming into town on my wife's side. Family coming into town on our side. So get the best of both worlds. That's always fun. And it worked out perfectly this year because I'll be hanging out with my side of the family uh, Sunday. And then we'll be hanging out on my wife's side Christmas Day. So. Yeah, excited about that. How much co-mingling is there between the two families? Um, depends. Depends. Yeah, um, my wife's family, they usually come to our place 4th of July. So mm. that's usually when the co-mingling is happening. Um, that's, cool. that's a good my, Yeah, my in-laws and my parents, they get together on their own and they'll hang out and go out to eat and do different things without me and my wife. So that's pretty cool that they get along yeah. like that, which yeah. I know my parents aren't the one initiating it. <laughs> they're just kind of laid back. So yeah, thank goodness that my mother-in-law is good about getting everybody together and stuff. Yeah. It's good to have somebody in the family that can do that. Like, uh, my, my grandmother, rest her soul. She was that person on my mom's side and awesome at it to where like all the kids had to kind of pick up the slack after she passed away 15 plus years ago. Yeah, for sure. No CB. I am not going to new Orleans. That's just a dangerous city for me. I don't want y'all having to worry about bailing me out. 
Bourbon Street's my spot, just all the raunchy strip clubs and stuff. And I don't drink, but I do like a good hurricane. It's a dangerous town for me, especially if my wife was trying to get me to go. She can't go with me, so I won't be chaperoned. It's not, it's not a good look. Houston, that's a different story. But New Orleans on New Year's? No, 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 no. I know myself. That's not that's not safe for me. So you just said you love the city and you've got a free ride and a free place to stay for the, the coolest weekend of the year. And you, you're not going. I will get in trouble. That's the point. We got I, you. I'll, I'll, I'll increase the offer even more. BK, you have a free ticket to the game, too. I have one unaccounted for ticket. I got them at face value, so I'm not getting crushed here. Uh, BK and if Kevin goes with us, so we'll be paying for their respective ticket. Well, well, hold on now. What is that? Shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not it's going anymore. Now what? Now where's the offer? Out of the travel fund, motherfucker. But <laughs> if you go, you'll have a ticket to the game too. All right. Now I, I really think about it then. If y'all, if somebody could carry me like how Pippen did Jordan in the flu game, if y'all are about carrying uh, around 300 pounds, somebody has to take that responsibility. It's going to be a team effort. So I'm just letting you know now, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know now. That's, well, uh, God, that's where the, uh, the fund is going. Our, our travel partner fund is going for that. Cause I'm not doing that. No chance. No chance. I love you, man. No chance. Oh man. I, I, I take you up on that deal. Come with me. That'll be, that'll be a blast. Okay. All right. Let me talk to wifey and we'll see what we can do. Cause I'd love to make the trip. I just, New Orleans, one of my favorite cities in the world. You see how they, you see how Zion be acting up there. I mean, yeah. Zion, very similar. Don't just look at the complexion. Very similar. <laughs> I could get in trouble just like Zion be getting in trouble. So, yeah, man, y'all uh, gotta be. I, I need the angel on the shoulder. I don't need to listen to the devil on the other side, man. I will be the angel. I will be the angel. Okay. Yeah, you know which side of that I'm gonna be. Yeah, I know inside you all, man, which is a big reason why I love you. Ignore <laughs> him. Ignore him. We're going to the titter, baby. Come on. Yeah. Ironically, you're on the left side of me, BK, right now, and Trey's on the right. So it's kind of like foreshadowing. It's kind of trippy. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, wifey, she was like, why aren't you going? And I was like, oh, without you, you know, it's a pretty intimate city because me and my wife, yeah. we've taken one of our first vacations to New Orleans and we had a really great time. And that's kind of one of those moments where I was like, okay, I could see myself with this woman for the rest of my life. So being without her there, I might feel a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Your boy, you know, your boy is romantic. You know, don't let, again, just all the, you know, sports talk and just, you know, raunchy talk about Zion confuse you. Your boys are romantic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I watch my Hallmark movies. been watching the Christmas movies and stuff like that. Like Love Actually, The Holiday. Those are my joints. Don't sleep on those. Is, so, is that romantic? Is that romantic or is that cock? Because I can prove it to Definitely not that. Definitely not that. Shout out to Steph Curry, though. You know, some, it works for some people, not me. 
no, I, I, I love my woman. Throne. It's it's great to hear about like the things that people love about this time of year because when you're out and about, people are fucking annoying. BK and I talked about this earlier. It's it's those those special moments where you can just kind of enjoy, just enjoy, just relaxing and not having to think about too much with your loved ones. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man, I'm I'm holding y'all to that because wifey, I'm about to text her right now. We'll see what she says. Mm. Let's go. So I appreciate y'all. Chip, dude, your boy might be in New Orleans, Chip. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? That Andrew Faye calling my name. See you, fellas. Love you guys, man. Great I show today. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Y'all the best. Merry Christmas, guys.